Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. And we are live. Bear with us a sec while we bring on our Facebook community. Got to let it breathe just for a moment. Make sure we're all under the same tent here. Bear with us. And... We are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, I think by this point, our audience pretty well, our community pretty well know how we feel about the the prospect of giving up the farm to try and land Matthew Stafford, but it's a story that Frankly, it ain't going away. And one of the uh, latest little morsels to come out on the on the Stafford Trail, Zach, is Peter King speculating. He kind of floats the idea that the whole it's going to take a first round pick to get Matthew Stafford. Maybe not. He thinks it could take just two second rounders. I say just like it's nothing, but two second rounders and or maybe a Drew Lock and a second rounder. What's your what's your reaction to that? Would that make it a more amenable to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously I want the Broncos to hold on to their first-round pick, but still, you're still committing. It's not just the draft capital to me. That's that's a negative. That's a red flag. But you're paying Stafford the salary that he's owed, which is $43 million, but you're also committing to Matt Stafford as the starting quarterback, which means you're turning the page on Drew, Drew Locke's tenure with the Broncos. People don't understand this. If they bring in a Stafford, a even a Sam Darnold, those guys will be starting. The Drew Locke era will be over. So that's what bo- bothers me most about it. It's you're not just giving up the draft picks and the money, but you're giving up on a young quarterback who's already shown that he you can win with him in this league with this team, with the right players and the right coaching around him. I just don't think, even at the cost of a second-round pick, Matt Stafford, he of zero career playoff wins and a Pro Bowl he backed into, is going to come to Denver and recapture what little lightning in a bottle existed before Megatron retired. It would make me a little more amenable, but I still don't like it. I still think that it's a it's a tired and worn-out model that, frankly, did not work for the John Elway era of the Broncos. I've heard a few people throw out, well, look what happened when you got Jake Plummer here, you know, dialing it all about all the way back to whatever that was. Oh, three, Oh, four and Oh five. Yeah. That was a different time and place back then you had Mike Shanahan, who, even though he would make a very 
poor and ill-advised fateful decision to bail on Plummer and draft Jay Cutler. And then that just devolved into something that was frankly just an unwinnable product on the field. In that moment in time, Shanahan still had juice and he was still one of the sharpest offensive minds in the league. So you knew that Jake Plummer, even though he had been a former second round pick of the, of the Cardinals and kind of flashed with Arizona and had shown some sign of life, you knew that if he came to, if anyone could get something out of him, it would be Shanahan. Zach, I, I, I hate to break it to our audience, but I just don't have that same feeling with Pat Shermer. I like Mike Shula, but I, I have some deep seated doubts. I'm still willing to give him a benefit of the doubt, but I still have some doubts now about, about Pat Shermer. And, and that's exactly the point I made um, uh, on yesterday's pod, that if you bring Stafford in and knowing that Pat Shermer and knowing that Vic Fangio and his coaching staff under a first-year GM and George Payton, they're all lame ducks. So if you bring Stafford in and then he doesn't do that well this season or doesn't meet the expectations that you'd set for him, what are you going to do? You're going to blow up the entire operation. You're going to fire your head coach. You're going to fire your OC, your quarterback's coach, and you're going to be stuck with a retread Band-Aid that you gave up a draft pick for and you gave up on a young quarterback for. So you have to be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that a Matt Stafford will bring you a Super Bowl in the next two to three years. That is his window. And I keep saying this, the Broncos aren't a Stafford away from winning a title. I wish they were, Chad, but they have way more holes throughout the roster. The 49ers are a Matt Stafford away. The Colts are a Matt Stafford away. And not coincidentally, those are the two front runners, according to Vegas odds makers, to acquire Matt Stafford in a trade. Guys, we have so much to get to tonight, including we got to talk about uh, about the the Broncos losing a secondary coach to the Chargers, who's the new defensive coordinator down there. And we're going to talk with Luke Patterson, MHH's Luke Patterson, co-host of the Mile High Insiders podcast, who is in Mobile right now for the Senior Bowl. He's there. He's going to be there all week for Senior Bowl week to get the inside buzz and scoop on not only how these prospects and these these players that we're, we're interested in are shaping up, how they're looking, but what he's hearing, right? He's, he's boots on the ground during the pen, one of the penultimate moments on the pre-draft trail. So we can't wait to talk to Luke and get his insight on, on what how it's gone so far. And I got one question in particular for him that I'm dying to find out what the answer is. First, though, we got to say hello and thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream pod, Manscaped. Fellas, listen up. 2020, forget about it. It's in the books. It sucked. It was horrible. It is now 2021 which means it's time to embrace the new year, new me mindset. And the best way to cultivate that mindset between the years there is with Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men around the world keep their male grooming on point, Zach. Yeah, I want to speak to a segment of the audience that may be the male audience that may be a little apprehensive about male grooming or may want to start out small and don't want to get to the private areas, the unmentionables. What I'm holding right now is the weed whacker for your nose hair and your ear hair. If you want to start with that, with your face, with what people can see 100% of the time, more, more or less, unless you're wearing a mask, you need this. I promise you, start off small. It's no pain, no fuss, no moss, holds a charge forever, good grip, does the job well, and you feel better and look better. And that will enable you. I promise you guys, it will give you the confidence and the motivation to keep going throughout different parts of your body. And like Chad's going to show you, when you have the uh, the lawnmower, that'll do the job for the rest of you. So take my word for it, start out small, and you will want to keep going and make yourself feel and look amazing. 
It really is all about the lawnmower 3.0. It's the safest tool you're going to find for taking care of things below the below the belt. It's got the light that illuminates that harder, you know, the harder to see spots when you're trying to bend over and look and see what you're doing. This makes that exceedingly easier. But they also have the Manscaped travel bag, which comes with a kit with a bunch of cool stuff in it, including the Manscaped cologne. They call it Refined. I like it. I, I put it to the and showed my wife. What do you think? She loves it. I've been wearing this for the last two months. You got all kinds of little goodies that come with for 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 your male grooming to stay on point with the Manscaped travel bag. So right now, gang, if you head on over to manscaped.com, use the code HUDDLE, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Use that as your springboard for the new year, new me mindset, Zach. Yes, again, guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. Happy New Year to you and your family jewels. For what it's worth, it's been really cool to see different members of our community reach out and uh, offer out you know little little testimonials on how much they've enjoyed their manscaped products that they picked up on the huddle code. So, not too detailed, which is good. Not too, not too detailed. Yeah. They, they, they keep it uh surface, right? They're not going yeah. too deep on, on the PG 13, but uh, it's been really cool to see. All right, guys, a couple other quick things. We'll dive right back in, grab Luke, see what's going on in mobile. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at huddle up pod and the main account at mile high huddle guys. There's two ways to keep the conversation going with us outside of these one hour live streams. And that's by following us on Twitter and then heading over to milehighhuddle.com and engaging in the comments, sharing your takes, responding to what we write in those articles that you read at milehighhuddle.com. Follow Zach Kelberman on Twitter at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen, and our producer, you know him as Buona Beast on Twitter at John K. MHH. Also, gang, gentle reminder, head on over to huddleuppod.com, the merch store, and get your swag on. Get yourself a football priest hat. Zach's rock, uh, rocking the, the MHH dad hat, the hoodie. There's a little something for everybody. Face mask, mug. I mean, it's it's just another way to support what we're doing here stuff. at MHH. Rep the brand. And also, this is your daily reminder to become a supporter on Facebook. Now, gang, make no mistake. When we say become a supporter, we're not just saying go follow the page. We're saying click the big blue button, become the supporter. What that does for you, all right, is it gets you access to Kelberman's Corner, which is every Sunday. Zach and Kim Becker have episode four dropping. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate that, my friend on the Super. He says, good content. I'm in for five bucks a month. It's worth it talking about becoming a, an official supporter on Facebook. We are just scratching the surface with what we're going to be doing for our Facebook supporters with content coming down the pike in 2021, including draft content, including free agency content. So we're just scratching the surface and you want to get in, get in on that now while the, while the getting's good. So go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle. You'll see the big blue button. Click that. Or right now, if you're watching and, and listening on Facebook, if you scroll to the bottom right there where you would input your, your comment or your, or your question in the chat, there's a green icon. If you click that, it'll take you right through uh, to becoming a supporter. We do appreciate it. But if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good. Gang, believe us when we say we are just happy to have you here with us. It means the world to us to have each and every one of you with us in the stream or if you're listening after the fact as an on-demand podcast. But we do ask that you do these three things, all right? Number one, subscribe. That's crucial on YouTube, crucial on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Number two, like this video, guys. It is so easy. Right now, while you're on YouTube and you're on Facebook watching this content, just like it. You have no idea how much that helps us from an organic perspective. And then number three, is the litmus test. If we're doing a good job for you, all right, 
Share this video out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. All right, let's bring on Luke Patterson, co-host of Mile High Insiders, MHH staff writer, making the trip, making the trip all the way down to Mobile, and it's it's a fun trip, and it's going to be memories he'll he'll have for a long time. But Luke, thanks for peeling off a few minutes for us, my friend. How was your trip? That's what I want to start with. How was the trip to Mobile? It was great, man. I was just so excited to get down here. Uh, 4.30 flight meant nothing in the morning. I was already up at 3 wanting to get down here to Mobile. And here we are the night before practice. And I'm ready to get to bed already just because it's like Christmas morning, dude. The draft starts tomorrow. It starts in Mobile. I'm ready to get things going. All right. So go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. I was going to say I love the passion. I love the intensity that resonates with me. You get out there tomorrow on the field. You get out there to practice. Luke, who is the first player you're you're watching, you're spotting, you're going after? Oh, I like Elijah Molden, cornerback from Washington. I like his swag a lot. I know people are going to scoff at his size. What, 5'10", 192 pounds, but this cat can play. Not only can he play, Zach, but he can find the ball, a turnover machine, four forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and five interceptions at Washington. He's a legacy player. His dad played in the NFL. His dad, of course, Alex Molden, I believe he was a college All-American at Oregon, spent some time with the Lions and the Chargers. But I want to see Elijah Molden, man. It's no secret that the Broncos need help in the secondary, Zach. And uh, some of those premier cornerbacks, they might be gone early. So maybe the Broncos would, uh, it would behoove them to look at corners maybe in the second, third, and later rounds. I want to get. I want to pick your brain on one or two more prospects that you're going to be keeping a close eye on. But one of the uh, interesting topics right now that's kind of permeating through Broncos country is the fact that George Payton sent nine scouts to the Senior Bowl. All right, there are nine Broncos representatives down there, but it doesn't include him. He's staying back in Denver, and I think the official position. Uh, fellas is that he's staying back because he's now he's just now being able to sit down with all the coaches all the coaches have now returned to the building and that's kind of what they're they're saying on front street right that's the that's the talking points but the buzz is that he's actually staying back because Matthew Stafford is of all the quarterbacks that have been speculated to be available on the trade market this year potentially it started with Deshaun Watson he still hasn't officially been granted the uh, permission to seek a trade there's Matt Ryan has been speculated. Even Aaron Rodgers, after what happened in the NFC title game, has been rumored to maybe potentially at some point hit the market. Meanwhile, Matthew Stafford, though, 
he's officially available. And so, Luke, the idea is, um, I don't know what just happened there. How that how that changed? Let me go back. Let me let me do it this way. Yeah, we'll do. What the heck? That's weird. There we go. Let's keep it there. Um, the speculation, though, Luca, this is a little long winded, but the the speculation is that he's sticking around because if you want to put in an offer, if you want to really amp- strike while the iron's hot on Matthew Stafford, you got to do it now. Your your thoughts on that? I'm disappointed that George Payton's not going to be in Mobile. This is a a guy that came up the through the ranks as a scout, right? We just got done hearing about him sleeping on the couch in Chicago and putting in all those hours in Miami. The guy certainly knows football. What else do we know? John Elway, Joe Ellis, and all of the Broncos brass are telling us that this is George Payton's team. George Payton will be the one making decisions. So, uh, on the flip side of things, I'm confused. I'm disappointed. Selfishly, I'd like to see George Payton, you know, maybe socially distance, whatever. Uh, I like the Broncos staff a lot, but I'm a little disappointed. Now, as it relates to Matthew Stafford, this makes me wonder, is he wheeling and dealing? Is he trying to get some deals done? Broncos coaching staff, they're certainly in uh, need of coaches with Ronaldo Hill going to the Chargers, and I know you're going to touch on that a little bit later, but Curtis Motkins is the running back coach. Is he going to be going anywhere? He's interviewing, I think, for the Eagles as the offensive coordinator. So I understand that there are coaching needs that need to be filled, but it's really hard for me to wrap my my brain around the fact that George Payton would stay in Denver to fill a coach's need. Uh, deals can get done on the road, fellas, uh, you know, even with players. So I'm a little disappointed, but I'm also wondering – is George Payton empowering his staff? Will he lean on this scouting staff? And does he trust this scouting staff in already, what, two weeks, three weeks? A little confused, but I'm still optimistic. I think the thing with uh, with Payton is that he has to still meet everyone. You know, he has to meet the players. He has to meet the coaches. He's still getting the lay of the land in Denver. I mean, he's on the job just two weeks now. So I'm not totally shocked that he's not going to Mobile. But, Luke, obviously, you might touch on this on your own uh, podcast, the MHI podcast but tell our listeners the the top quarterback you're looking to to scout this week that you want to see play that could maybe even land in Denver in late April ah man you're you're pinning me down Zach because everybody loves quarterback and I'm out here wanting to talk about corners and linebackers but for uh not on this show Luke yeah, all those Florida fans that are right down the, the line, I'm going to go Kyle Trask. I think he he's probably it for me. Um, it, it's a, it's really limited down here, Zach, when it comes to some of those quarterbacks. Yeah. But Kyle Trask, I think he's he's for sure the, the leader in the clubhouse before it even starts. But he's got a lot to prove this week, just like every other player. With the NFL Combine being canceled, with pro days you know, up in the air, and that crazy little thing that's going around, that crazy little bug, this is a prove-it <laughs> moment for everyone. Everybody, not just the quarterbacks, which is obviously the most popular position with the NFL draft and in the sports world. But I got to go Kyle Trask from Florida. I know those Gators are like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, John, real quick. Do we have any supers directly uh, for Luke? And if if not, I got one more for Luke. If so, I'll, I'll throw this one at Luke and then see if there's any supers directly for Luke. But you uh, have an article that's going to be coming out here in just about an hour. It's going to be published in at milehighhuddle.com, previewing again some of these names that you're going to be keeping a close eye on. I found it curious, as your copy editor, that you included a lot, uh, excuse me, a running back, all right? Yeah. Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. Really quick, talk about why you like Khalil Herbert, the running back, and, and uh, how he might be able to fit with the Broncos. 
He's an absolute baller. I know you're you're shocked, and before the Philip Lindsay fans come after me, just slow down for a second. We don't know what the Broncos are going to do with Philip Lindsay. Melvin Gordon, he's a hot mess too. Running back, you've got to look at running back, especially this kid, Khalil Herbert, five foot nine, two hundred twelve pounds from Virginia Tech. Now, Chad, here's the thing: he was a five-year college player, right? Fifth-year redshirt senior. So four years at Kansas. In his four years at Kansas, 1,735 yards on the ground, 14 touchdowns, just to transfer over to Virginia Tech, where he's playing in the ACC and he lights the conference on fire, averaging, what, I think 7.6 yards per carry, another 1,000-yard season. This cat is shifty. He's patient. He knows how to read his blocks. He's got a great center of gravity, and I think he's a real powerful player. I was surprised when I got in yesterday to see that he's actually going to be at the Senior Bowl. I know that he accepted a Shrine Bowl invite, and then he was kind of a last-minute addition, at least on the website and at least from what I was hearing with the Senior Bowl. So I'm pumped to see this kid, man. He's got a lot to prove, and he can catch the ball as well, play special teams. The Broncos need talent. Luke, I'll throw you a bone because the Broncos do need a linebacker. Tell us about some of the linebackers that you want to scout, edge, off-ball guys uh, this coming week at the Senior Bowl. So I'm going to bring up a name that maybe a lot of people will scoff at, but to me, he's got something to prove. It's tough Borland, man. I know you've got some gnarly Ohio State linebackers with him, but tough Borland had a really tough (laughs) – Tough outing in the national championship against Alabama. We know that the six foot one, 234 pounder is a classic inside linebacker. He loves to step in, fill that hole. He will fight offensive linemen. He'll fight fullbacks if there is a fullback anymore in the NFL. Uh, he's, he brings depth, Zach. He brings depth to not only your special teams unit, but your linebacking core. And to me, when you've got a player that has so much to prove, and this is kind of the last stage, this is it. You know, no more, no more workouts. Maybe this is yeah, it, man. You will true. not play football again. Maybe this guy's a sleeper that they could pick up in the sixth, seventh round. That's kind of where I'm mocking him right now. At least there's one draft out there mocking him to the Eagles in the seventh round, but late, late sleeper for linebacker. Did you say, <clears throat> excuse me, that he's related to the Borland, the the, the uh, former Niners backer? He played at Wisconsin. I don't know if he's related. Um, no, I can't can't speak to that. I know that yeah. this tough this tough Borland though he was a three year starter, Zach. And while some people might get after me, yeah, three year starter. So what? He provided consistency with an Ohio State program that was transitioning from Urban Meyer over to Ryan Day. He was that one constant. So he's a leader on the field. He's a leader off the field. And what's the thing the Broncos need? Leadership and consistency. And some toughness, so perfect name for that. (laughs) That's right. You can't go wrong there, man. No. All right, uh, let's grab this one super. I want to get Luke's take on this, and then we'll cut Luke loose because he's got a lot of plates that he's spinning right now. Uh, Ben Roth, appreciate that super chat, my friend. He has a comment here that says, I would not give up the ninth pick for Stafford. Best case scenario, you could take us to 10 and 6. It's all about drafting the next quarterback if Locke isn't it. Now, Luke, our listeners know – pretty well at this point. I mean, not that this is a topic that's going to be going away anytime in the near future, but our audience knows pretty well how, how Zach and I feel on the subject of ponying up a first round pick plus more to, to grab a Stafford. But give us your take on what Ben's bringing up there. Do you agree that the number nine overall pick is a bridge too far? I do. I think that's pretty rich for a team that has so many holes. 
we're not just – this isn't the Broncos where they're, oh, it's just a couple offensive linemen, and if we get a quarterback, we can figure it out. Oh, we've got speed and speed kills. Uh, not when you don't have any defensive backs. Not when you've got a linebacker that's more worried about doing a dinosaur dance and covering people, drawing flags. <laughs> Josie Jewell, I love Josie Jewell, right? Iowa, my guy Nick Kendall, I love Josie Jewell, but he's a try-hard guy. He's a jack. He's just another guy. The Broncos have so much they need to get to, and I could stay on your show all night, and we can even get into the D-line, man. But defense, man, we were promised an excellent defense with Vic Fangio, and we're not getting that. So, yeah, it's a little too rich for me to go after Stafford with that pick, but crazier things have happened. Believe it or not, I have been wrong before as well. So uh, if the Broncos go after Matthew Stafford, people in Broncos country should absolutely be excited. All right, guys, you got to, as soon as the show's over, in fact, you can do it while you're watching. Open up Twitter, follow Luke Patterson on Twitter, at Luke Patterson LP. He's going to be in Mobile repping the brand, MHH, repping Mile High Insiders, his podcast, all week long, bringing the inside scoop and bringing just the insights as, as a guy boots on the ground there. So make sure you're following him. Luke, again, I know you have a lot you're juggling down there, so thanks for making uh, making some time for us and we plan on being able to you know time willing right it depends on how things go for you down there if you get pulled into this you get pulled into that but time willing we hope to have you on every single show this week from huddle up to building the broncos on to to find out what's going on so thanks for making some time for us my brother and have fun yeah zach chad Mile High Huddle, the best place for Broncos coverage, the only place where there's a podcast on every single day of the week. We got guys and girls writing articles in the middle of the night while you guys are sleeping, so be sure to get at milehighhuddle.com. Be good, fellas. All right. Appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. There he goes, Luke Patterson. He's he's grinding it out down there with his boy, Cecil Lammy, and they're, they're there, and I envy him because I, I covered the Senior Bowl one year. I, I think it was the 2015 year, and um, it was just it's just an experience that anyone who covers the NFL, I don't care what team it is that you cover, or even if, if you're national, if you're covering it at large, you got to have that mobile experience, and it's just yeah. the, the ambiance of it is just absolutely phenomenal. And I want to I want to riff off some of the things Luke had to say tonight. But first, we do got to say thank you to another one of our great sponsors, SportsBetting.com. Gang, listen up! Right now, gambling legal in the state of Colorado, and maybe you want to make watching your favorite sports a little more interesting. Maybe you want to make the Super Bowl a little more interesting because here you are backed into the corner of literally the worst case scenario. On one hand, do you root for the Kansas City Chiefs? 
unthinkable. On the other, do you root for Tom Brady and the Bucks? Also unthinkable. It's a it's a no-win situation, but you can make that a little bit more interesting by utilizing sportsbetting.com. With sports betting, you get sharp odds, low juice. They have their own in-house bookmakers. That means they're not using a third party to provide for their odds. You get hassle-free bonuses that you roll over after one time. So after you bet it once, you can roll it over, you can use it, you can access it, you can pull it out, as opposed to some of the other sites out there make you bet it five to 30 times. And then also 24-7 live customer support. And I think you all know what I'm saying here when it's, when I say that anytime you're dealing with money or anything, if you need to talk to someone, you want a real human being. You don't want a bot and you don't want someone that you have a hard time communicating with, all right, or getting a hold of. But here's the kicker. Right now, sportsbetting.com, after you make your first deposit, sportsbetting.com will double your deposit up to 300 bucks. That is $300 in free bet credits. So head on over to sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle. That is sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle and capitalize on up to $300 in free bet credits and make that Super Bowl a little bit more palatable. All right, real quick here, Zach. I think I think we would be remiss to to dismiss. All right, I'm, I'm rhyming. I'm a, I'm a poet, and you didn't even know it. How the significance of George Payton staying back for the Senior Bowl? Because here he is starting off his first, uh, you know, his first draft season as a GM. And this is a job that he's. I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily say he's been pining for, but like, look, this dude's been working his rear end off for 20 years in the league at different spots and whatnot. Finally finds the right fit, takes the job. You would think he would want to maximize, right, every single opportunity for him to lay eyes and kind of get a stranglehold on the issues relating to the Denver Broncos roster and what it's going to take to make this team better. So why isn't he not traveling? I do think there's a little something to that, and the, the, the whole Matthew Stafford thing. I hate to say it because I'm not a fan of the idea of bringing Matthew Stafford here, but I think there's a reason he stood, stayed behind, and it's, you know, I don't know, if, if the Lions don't, acquiesce to to Stafford and say, hey, all right, go ahead and seek a trade. If we don't hear that Friday or Saturday, I think George Payton, if not yesterday, tonight, he's on a plane to Mobile. Well, again, we've mentioned this, but during his long tenure with the Vikings, he was very well acquainted with the Lions players and I'm sure the coaching staff and the executives there. So if there's any, any GM or executive in the NFL who knows what Stafford could do, it's George Payton. Uh, Chad, I'm usually right there with you on the conspiracy theories. I wear the tinfoil like you do at times, but I think this was more so a new rookie general manager still getting the lay of the land. He mentioned this in his opening press conference. He's still learning the names of the players, the scouts, the coaches. It's a big position to fill. He's also working under John Elway. He's you know being guided by him and advised by him. I just think it's more to do with the timing of it and him growing into the role. If he was already a GM, if this was his second or third stint, I think he'd be out there. But between CV concerns and everything being somewhat remote or virtual, I think, like Luke said, he's leaning on his scouting department because he stuck with them. He can't get rid of the scouts until after the draft. This is his all in a holdover coaching staff, holdover executives. So I think he's letting the Broncos process play out as it were, even if he was not hired this offseason. Uh, on, this is one of those topics I got to disagree with you on because when I was there in 2015, and it it coincided literally, I, I I flew in on a Monday, you know, just like like Luke tonight. All right, he's kind of hanging back. This is the calm before the storm, he, as he talked about. You know, it's like kid on Christmas Eve. You can't wait to wake up and and open the presents because everything starts on Tuesday. That's when the practices start, 
And when I was there in 2015, it was conspicuous that Elway was not there. And not only was Elway nowhere to be seen, all right, I was seeing representatives from scouts, GMs, coaches from every team in the league walking around. I mean, you're, you're rubbing shoulders with all these guys, all these people, even in the plane I flew in on. I mean, I flew in on the, on the, on the, to, to Mobile, my connection from Houston to Mobile with the entire Kansas City Chiefs scouting department. Like I'm sitting right next to a, a, a chief scout and right across the aisle from me, John Dorsey, like everyone's there. And it was conspicuous. There's no, there were no Broncos, no Elway, no nothing. And I wasn't the only one that noticed it. Yeah, I'm there to cover the Denver Broncos, but like I wasn't the only one that noticed it. It was weird. And then they finally showed up on Wednesday. But the reason why they were delayed getting there was because they were ushering in the Gary Kubiak era. He had just been hired and they had to handle all that PR with taking care of his intro presser and getting on the same page there and then rallying the troops and, you know, give us a, give us a quick shopping list. Gary and your new staff. All right, we're heading to Mobile. Zach, Levi Hope jumping in. Appreciate the Super Bowl. He says, what George Payton said about building through the draft makes me think he's talking about quarterback as well. I think he really wants to find his quarterback, and I believe he will look to the draft. Well, I mean, I'll be the first one to eat crow chat if they do make a trade for Stafford and that deal was being made at the Senior Bowl. I just... I don't see it with someone as patient and someone with as much foresight as George Payton. But again, I've been wrong in the past, as Luke said. Um, yeah, I, I, he could draft a quarterback. I just, my personal opinion is he'll bring in a high priced or mid tier veteran, I should say, maybe an Andy Dalton, Fitzpatrick, Trubisky's out there, someone like that. And you have a fail safe in that veteran. You have your young guy who you're not jumping ship on in Drew Locke. And it's kind of the best of both worlds. And you can still win with a Drew Locke when he's on. And if he's not, you can win with an Andy Dalton when he's on. I think that's the direction he's going to go, but we don't know. I'm inclined to agree 100% on that. And I, again, I think that 2021 is kind of the last hurrah of the John Elway blueprint. I think. George Payton, I think one of the one of the not necessarily a bargaining chip, but one of the premises that kind of had to be accepted to take this job were kind of keeping things in place, including Vic Fangio. Right, that was something that I mean, he, Fangio was part of the crew that interviewed him for crying out loud. And so I think this is a, a year where he's going to tweak, he's going to look under every stone, like he said, to try and improve this roster. But I think it's a holding pattern in terms of quarterback and the coaching staff. For the most part. Now, that was before, of course, when when he's interviewing with Elway and he's interviewing with Joe Ellis and Vic Fangio, that was before they knew for sure any of these quarterbacks who had been rumored to potentially be available on the trade market were officially leaked, right? And at this point, again, the only one we know for sure who's available is Matthew Stafford. So I'm dying to find out just how interested he is. I mean, we'll know. Look, in the NFL, the love language is money, all right? But the other thing is, it's not what they say, Zach. It's what they do. And I think that's why if, if I'm trying to interpret actions, I am reading in a little bit to why he's deciding to stay back. And Because, look, you're going to have the coaches whenever, right? If you're if the talking point is, no, he's staying back to kind of get a, get a beat on the coaches and meet with all the coaches, I'm sure there is some truth to that. I'm sure that he's there is a utility in, of staying back, one of them being getting on the same page with the coaches. But it's not like he won't have all the time in the world this offseason to do just that. Meanwhile, there's only one senior bowl. It only happens one week every single year. So there's something about that, Zach, that is just itching at me. And here's a super from Anthony Edwards. Thank you, my friend. He says the number nine pick, greater than, right, using the – what do you call that? Uh, the equation. Greater than. Greater than Stafford. 
for us right now, maybe not the Colts, though. So he's saying maybe the Colts, who really are more of a one quarterback away from being in it, um, a little more amenable to giving up a a first-round pick. Because their first-round pick is almost a second-round pick, Chad. I mean, it's in the late 20s. That's to me, if they're a quarterback away, if I'm covering the Colts, if this was a Colts podcast, if this was, you know, huddle up Colts, you know, commentary, I would advocate for it, first or second round pick, because you're a quarterback away. And a late first rounder might as well be a second rounder. A little different than a top 10 pick, though, which is almost like having two first round picks. So I, I can't get on board with that, even for a second round pick. I really, for 33-year-old Matt Stafford, when, like Luke agreed, you're not a quarterback away, and if he, you have Stafford and he has no defense, you're in the same position he was in in Detroit. And it's just the... The vicious cycle you're going to put yourself on again. I don't want to be on that cycle anymore, Chad. I want to get off of that cycle for good. I feel you, and I do too. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Muhammad, MHH, male model, jumping in with a uh, super sticker, they call it. Appreciate that, my brother. No. You're number one, and I'm just trying to remind myself what we had arranged, what I what I DM'd you on Twitter. I want to say it was the 10th. Hopefully, we can have Mohammed on for a superstar segment, February 10th, and we absolutely look forward to that, my friend. That's a little creepy, though. Is she shooting hearts out of her hair? Is she? It's that is weird. It's kind know. of a disturbing graphic. Thank you, Mohammed. You know we love you, dog. <laughs> um, I got one here from uh, we got a reverse engineer from J Bones. In the house. Appreciate the super, my friend. And, yes, I'm glad you brought this up because last night, just the way the the show shook out and the title game was going on while we were live, we didn't get a chance to uh, touch on this. But Tony Jones, former Denver Broncos right and then left tackle, has passed away at a very, very young age. I want to say he was 54, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, J-Bone here says, RIP to Tony Jones, the original Bones. Well, I'm not as big as good old number 77, uh, but I'm I'm going to carry that nickname for the man. Do it justice. Hashtag I'm not crying. You're crying. Hey, man, we feel you. And I'm again, thank you for bringing that up. And just to just to give a quick tribute to, to Tony Jones. This is a guy that had a similar career path a little bit earlier, but a similar career path to the Rod Smith of the world. 
and even a C.J. Anderson, guys who went undrafted, did not hear their name called on draft day, but fought and clawed their way into the league. He ended up making a Pro Bowl long before he was a Denver Bronco with a different team. I'm trying to remember who that was now off the top of my head. But then the Broncos get him, and he ends up starting and, and winning two Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos, making another All-Pro along the way. In fact, I think I got that backwards. He was an All-Pro with the previous team and then Denver Broncos Pro Bowler. So, yeah, definitely uh, a, a tragedy, Zach. 54, just too young. Too young. I don't know the circumstances, but just too young. I'm sure – I'm not going to make it political. I'm sure the circumstances would be CV-related somehow, but 54, regardless, is way, way too young, and uh, it's it's terrible. You know, it's not much more I can say without coming off insincere. I, I wish the best to the Jones family, and uh, what a legend he was. Antonio Aragon, I know John Cena, if he can pull it up on the back end, we're having some, some, some uh, technical difficulties with our Supers tonight, but don't worry. We're going to get to every single one of them. Antonio, appreciate you, Doc. He says, what's up, guys? I can really see the Broncos making a playoff push next year with a healthy team, and I'm excited to see our young receivers. There he is in year two. I do think there's a solid chance. Again, Zach, if you let's just say for, for, the, for the sake of this conversation, for the sake of argument, that the Denver Broncos stay the course with Drew one more year. They bring in a backup like a Dalton, a Fitzpatrick, or a Jacoby Brissett or something like that and they use the capital and the resources they have to re-sign their own and draft and fill some massive holes on defense, I do think this reverts back to kind of the, you know, the optimism that we had last year in that, you know, you can compete for a 9-10 win type season and, and a wild card berth if you stay healthy. That's the caveat here. And maybe you could say that that's the caveat every year. But in the Denver Broncos case, I mean, I've never seen. I've been covering the team almost a decade and I've been following the team for three and a half decades. I've never seen the injury bug take as big a bite out of the Denver Broncos as it did in 2020. And the proper coaching. I mean, in five games in 2019, the Broncos won four of them with Drew Locke. And if you extrapolate that, that's a playoff season. They still went seven and nine with three different quarterbacks in 2019 because the coaching was better and the injuries, as you mentioned, uh, weren't as prevalent. Can the Broncos be a playoff team? Absolutely. They have the horses. It, it's going to come down to the quarterbacking and the coaching, as it always does. But like Chad mentioned, would you want to have Locke plus, let's just say Andy Dalton, plus you resign Simmons, plus you resign Shelby Harris, plus you have the ninth overall pick, plus you have a second-round pick, or do you acquire Matt Stafford and do none of that? Or maybe resign one of those guys and give up their second-round pick. You're really limiting yourself. The Broncos are not one player away. And if you want to make the playoffs next year, heck, if you want to make the playoffs for the next five, ten years, except that's what George Payton wants to do. It's something Terry Fontenot mentioned today in his uh, in a video for the Falcons website. It's building a long-term model for success. Not one year, not one bad year, one good year, a long-term consistent model. And I believe that's the same mindset in which Payton will operate. Shout out to you, Marcus, listening and being with us here in the live stream across the pond. In the United Kingdom where, gosh, it's like 2 or 3 in the morning over there. So props to you, my friend, for grinding it out with us and staying up until the wee hours. The queen jumping in from the top rope as she is wont to do, just showing us some love. Appreciate that, Christy. You know how much we love and appreciate you. She's right up there. I still have, we still have, I should say, some, some big plans to unveil in the very near future. A masthead of sorts. I'm still trying to perfectly articulate what it's going to be. But we're going to have a, a masthead of sorts of our MHH Mount Rushmore superstars. And it's something that our community members, for those who are interested, can start working their way up and 
and and be a part of it, be on there. Obviously, Christy does that. She's she's right up there. Phase one, two, yeah. three. She's right at the very top. Yeah, and this podcast is always better when she pops her face in here, Chad. When she's in the chat, she always makes it a better place. And uh, Christy, our appreciation and gratitude for you literally knows no bounds. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you. Let me see what else we've got here. We're at 38 minutes, so we're doing okay on time. I want to grab here Dave from Georgia, who has been very generous with the super. Love you, Dave. Seriously, bro. Appreciate you. And this is another one of our bona fide superstars, longtime listener, longtime supporter of MHH. Dave says Stafford is a good quarterback, but is he worth the number nine pick? In my mind, no, he's not, period. I agree with Zach when he preached patience with Drew. I'm looking forward to seeing if he looks better, Drew, in year two in the same offense. Amen. Amen. You don't, I mean, you don't know what you could be. Zach, here's the one thing. There's there's a lot of fans out there. And again, I've seen, I talked about this last night, but it has been alarming to me to see how many Broncos fans have just, you know, again, there's a reason I don't use absolutes when it comes to, to football because it can blow up in your face really, really quickly. There are many fans out there who have turned the page completely. Like Drew Locke, dead to them. Never going to be anything. And I don't quite understand it. Like, if it was a if it was a sixteen game year two from Drew where you didn't lose your number one wide receiver, you had OTAs, you had preseason, you didn't injure your your throwing shoulder, and some of the other you know little outliers that affected this thing, I would maybe understand it a little bit more. But considering the the weird peccadillos this dude had to had to deal with, and a lot of it, you know, it doesn't excuse him, doesn't excuse his at times obvious regression on the field and whatnot, Zach, but. It just for me, it's hard to to wrap my brain around why so many fans who at this time last year were just stoked and hell bent on Drew Locks, our guy, to suddenly get me off this train as soon as possible. This dude is dead to me. Find a replacement now, Chad. It happened when Lock got injured, or when he was doing um, you know poorly over the first half of the season. All the calls for you know trade the farm for Trevor Lawrence, or start Brett Rippon, start Jeff Driscoll, start Blake Bortles. It was anyone but Drew Locke. And then when Locke came back and it beat the Dolphins or beat the Patriots, they said, oh, he was the next greatest thing. Fans are very fickle, and fans are very desperate and very impatient right now. Same reason I had the tweet uh, yesterday. It's like, you know, yesterday it was trade for Watson. Today it's trade for Stafford. Tomorrow it's trade for Aaron Rodgers. It's like it's getting increasingly stupider and stupider now and less realistic. They're not going to trade more than likely for any of those quarterbacks nor is that the model the new GM, George Payton, wants to follow. You have a young quarterback. You, you've shown, or he's shown, he has the foundation that can be a starting quarterback at this level. Continue building into that. Give him a full offseason. Give him the same system continuity for the second year in a row for the first time since his, what, sophomore year of college. Oh. Give him back his receivers. Give him back, hopefully, better coaching and a better defense. And let him go to work. And if he busts, he busts. But you have to know for sure. Because right now they don't. We know what Stafford is. We don't know what Drew Locke is ultimately at this level. I wonder how many of those same fans who have – and again, I don't – if you really don't think that Drew's the guy, I don't I don't fault you for having an opinion. Don't get me wrong. It's the vitriol, all right? It's the outright, like, hate and disrespect that I see on social media. And sometimes in our chat, not too much, but sometimes. But I wonder how many of those same fans who have turned the page on Drew the absolutist, if you will, that Drew is not the guy. I wonder what their tune would be if he were a first-round pick. Like, what if John Elway doesn't trade back in 2019, right? He takes Drew at pick 10. Would you still be singing that tune? 
And if you, if your answer is no, I probably wouldn't. If you're honest with yourself, you got to ask why it changes just because he's, he was picked 20 picks later than that. Seriously. Like what changes in that equation is that? Do you remember the hardcore support that Paxton Lynch got? And he did less to show for it than Drew Locke has through two seasons now. And there were diehard fans saying, oh, he's going to be, beat out Simeon this time. The first time was a fluke. And guess what? He didn't do it. Paxton Lynch was a bust. And because he was a first-rounder, like you mentioned, Chad, he got way more of an exoneration period than Drew Locke is getting. I think that it's very, very unfair. Some of the, like you said, the vitriol and the the ad hominem attacks, you know, the personal attacks against Locke as a person when he's a young quarterback still growing into his own, saddled with a lot of unfair circumstances. Is he perfect? No, but he's still developing. Give him a little more time. Anthony Edwards, appreciate the super again, my friend. He says, DB coach, Fangio's say is less than Peyton's say. Um, I think on the coaching staff issue, with regard to maybe it'd be different, like a coordinator, but that's Fangio's call. And look, the Broncos, for those of you who missed it, Denver's secondary coach, Ronaldo Hill, also former Denver Broncos safety, back in the back in the I want to say the Josh McDaniels era. So like 09, 10, he played, he was the free safety to Brian Dawkins' strong safety, war number 23. But he's coached the DBs since Vic Fangio arrived. He took the the head coaching gig with the, or excuse me, the defensive coordinator gig with new head coach. Brandon Staley with the Los Angeles Chargers. And Zach, for people trying to make the connection, it's not just because he's a Fangio. Appreciate you, Marcus. It's He's not just a Fangio acolyte that makes Brandon Staley attracted to bringing on Ronaldo Hill as the defensive coordinator. By the way, this is Ronaldo Hill's first chance to be a coordinator. It's the fact that they worked together. In 2019, Ronaldo Hill was coaching DBs in Denver and Staley was, was coaching outside linebackers in Denver. And so they have a working relationship in the past. The stars aligned, but you can't it's it's really not too much skin off Denver's teeth, Zach, because right. their defensive coordinator, his area of expertise, Ed Donatel, secondary. And it's the same thing. I was going to make that same point. Uh, more than likely, Brandon Staley having a defensive background is going to call his own plays as the head coach. So Ronaldo Hill is in title only, just like Ed Donatel is. It wouldn't hurt him too much. And uh I think last year some of the Broncos cornerbacks and defensive backs, I know they were racked by injury, but that secondary, they fell from 11th against the pass in 2019 to 16th last year under Ronaldo Hill. So I like what Staley's building out there. He has Joe Lombardi as his new OC, but to take on, he's a rookie head coach hiring a rookie defensive coordinator. It's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah, I mean, um, I agree with you, dude. Like, you can tip your cap to Ronaldo Hill for how – you know, he had to use freaking toothpicks, bubble gum, like band-aids, anything he could to try and keep that cornerback room viable on a week in, a week out basis because of the injury bug. Like he deserves credit for just just for fighting through that adversity. In the same way that like Kendall uh Kendall Hinton deserves credit for fighting through the adversity of having to start in week twelve at quarterback, even though he was terrible, you tip your cap to him for fighting through it. Same thing with Ronaldo Hill. But let's face it, dude, the Broncos secondary was not good this year. They were good, better last year. They were not good this year. And maybe you say, look, it's not just Fangio. It's not just the presence of Ed Donatel that saw Justin Simmons finally realize his potential in 2019, gets second team all pro, then a franchise tag. 2020 finally gets a Pro Bowl nod. Maybe it's not just Fangio, not just Ed Donatel. Maybe you give some of that credit to Ronaldo Hill and justifiably so. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, 
I wasn't impressed with Denver's passing defense this year. No, I wasn't either. They were way too susceptible. And like you said, I mean, Fangio is the defensive mastermind. Ed Donatel comes from a secondary background. They can afford to lose Ronaldo Hill. But, you know, Curtis Modkins, the running backs coach, he interviewed yesterday. I don't believe he's getting the job in Philadelphia, but for the OC job there, Brandon Staley was hired as a head coach. So the Vic Fangio, you know, he's growing the coaching tree. But Mm -hmm. this last move was like a thorn in his side. Drew H. Drew Hollenbeck in the house. Another one of our Mount Rushmore superstars. Love you, buddy, and just appreciate that. Yeah, very More generous. That, that generosity, thank dude. You. It just hits us right here, my dog. So thank you so much. He says, I want Caleb Farley or J.C. Horn. Caleb Farley is the Virginia Tech corner. J.C. Horn, South Carolina. Still got to find a linebacker that can cover. Josie Jewell is the best we have right now. That's not a good thing. Zach, that is not a good thing, no doubt about it. The the linebacker, look, you can get by with Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson in terms of like, you know, you need two guys that can chase the ball, you know, get off the block rel- with relative, um, you know, competency. But when it comes to trying to contain the middle of the field, linebackers uh, covering tight ends, linebackers trying to run with a slot receiver time and again, linebackers trying to run with a running back who goes out into a pattern, these dudes are just – they leave the defense vulnerable to being exploited. And you know what? If you're not going to go out and use your first-round pick on a, on a linebacker, you're probably not going to solve that problem immediately in 2021, Zach, if you're, if you're George Payton. But there is one flyer. There is one hope, all right? It's like, it's like uh, Yoda, right, telling, telling Obi-Wan Kenobi there is another, and that's Justin Sternod. He There's a chance, but, you know, he got hurt. Still completely unproven, but he does check some of those boxes. Yeah, I mean, I made the same point on the Draft Primer show last week that I'm just tired of the Broncos getting by with mediocrity at inside linebacker. I'm tired in a passing league having two starting inside linebackers that thrive against the run and are deplorable against the pass. But you have to weigh what's a bigger need. Inside linebacker where you can get by or cornerback where can you really get by? A.J. Boye's likely gone. Callahan's an injury risk constantly. Uh, Duke Dawson's coming off an injury. Asang Bassett's coming off an injury. You need cornerbacks. As much as I love Micah Parsons, if Caleb Farley's on the board, I agree with Drew. I think that's my pick, number nine overall. Anthony Edwards jumping in again. Thank you, bro. He says, be better than Stafford at 32. Actually, 33 in two weeks. Exactly. Not even that. I mean, this dude is 33 years old. All right. So, and again, like I get it. There are some traits there, some measurables. Uh, Nick Kendall had an article on Sunday, I want to say, that was kind of riffing off and analyzing some of the things from the the draft uh, network, their podcast, The Draft Dudes, which is one of them. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Most popular draft-centric podcast in the nation. What they had to say about Matthew Stafford and what it would take. We touched on this last night, but one of the one of the points they asserted on Stafford is that he's a top 12 physical talent in ter- in the in the NFL in terms of you know size um arm talent all that stuff and I think there was a time that was true I think back in you know from like well from the time he was drafted up until about 2015 2016 you could make that argument I'm not sure he's still that at you know entering his 13th year thank you for the super chat by the way MRM 5897 really appreciate it I just I think he's entering the back nine of his career. I think the twilight or, or the the glory years of Matt Stafford's career, unfortunately, were wasted in Detroit. But I don't think that's a guy that you go against the grain on in the NFL. You mentioned this, Chad, which is a good point. How many teams are trading for a veteran quarterback and going on to winning a Super Bowl? How many of the recent quarterbacks that won titles were acquired via trade? I mean, talk about Tom Brady. He still signed a free agent contract. You didn't have to trade for him. These deals rarely work out. And you think the Broncos would have known better by now after Keenum, after Flacco, and they experienced a little success with Locke, enough to give him 2020. And he, you experience a little more in the second half of 2020. Why doesn't that carry over? Why does that, the ultimate reflex and the ultimate uh, habit is to go, the knee-jerk reaction is to go back to the well of an old retread Band-Aid quarterback. I'm tired of leftovers. I'm tired of sloppy seconds. I want my own young quarterback to build and develop and grow and win with. And miss me on the whole Jake Plummer allegory here, all right? Because Jake Plummer was, first of all, he wasn't a traded, all right? He was a free agent that signed with the Broncos in 2003. And I love Jake Plummer, seriously. Like Jake Plummer, before Peyton Manning, landed in Denver. He, to me, he was my number two Bronco quarterback all time behind Elway only. Peyton comes in, he's got to, he's got to step back and, and be number three, but it was just a different time. And it's not, it's not something that you can perfectly line up to the situation today of, of getting Stafford because when Plummer landed in Denver, he landed on a proven coaching staff. Not only did Mike Shanahan have two Super Bowls at that point as a head coach, one as a coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, but you still had Gary Kubiak for two more years. Well, let's see. Kubiak left in 06. So you had, I think it was 06. Either way, you still had Kubiak there too for at least two of the, I think for th- those three years that Plummer was, yeah, it was after the AFC championship game, 2005 when the Broncos lost to the Steelers at home. 
And that was the game, of course, that caused Mike Shanahan to say, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Jake Plummer. He, he literally had the worst game of his career in the biggest game of his career. So I understand partly why Shanahan was so disabused of keeping Plummer and, and all that, but this is not the same situation. I don't trust Zach, Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, Mike Shula on the same scale right now that I would have Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak regime circa 03. But circa 03 is where Pat Shermer is stuck in, though, as an offensive coordinator. And Matt Stafford might as well be stuck in 2012, 2013, you know, the glory years with Calvin Johnson. So I, I just, it doesn't fit this day and this model, uh, this business nowadays, Chad, the trend the league is going. It just goes against it in every way. And I just think it'd be a catastrophe for a lame duck head coach and a first year GM. Fat Cats, good to see you, my friend. Really appreciate your support, which has been really consistent the last month and a half or so, I would say. So thank you, bro. So can't stay in. Just throwing some love out. Thanks for the Broncos fix during the week. As always, keep up the good pod, fellas. Really appreciate that, my brother. We got one also here from Willie G. Appreciate you, bro. He says, you three speaking my language tonight. Talking about, of course, when Luke was on with us. And if you guys missed that segment with Luke, if you're joining us late, once we once we get off, just dial it back, rewind. Luke is currently in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and we're bringing him on each and every show this week to pick his brain on what's what's happening down there. Also, we got one here, Zach from Blue Raw, our friend Chris. He says, hey, no Aaron Rodgers to Denver conversation tonight. We touched on it early, Chris, if you missed it, but that is such a – to me, it's such a flimsy rumor at this stage. Like, it's just a lazy type, oh, he flamed out. They lost another title game. It was the coach's fault. They didn't allow Rodgers to go for it on that fourth down when you're basically on the goal line. And they drafted a quarterback two years ago in the 20s in the first round. Doesn't it kind of make sense that, dude, this is you're about this is the probably going to be the reigning MVP. Like Aaron Rodgers, you want to talk about a, a, an outlier. You want to talk about an unprecedented scenario. Has a reigning MVP ever been traded? The, the following offseason, I, I can't think of a ton. I, I just I next is Jimmy Garoppolo trade rumors and Kirk Cousins trade rumors. It's going to be an entire offseason of that until the Broncos find their quarterback. There's no way Rodgers is going anywhere. And I was shaking my head while you were talking because it's not even a rumor. It's based it's baseless speculation based on Rodgers' comments after the game on Sunday where he said, no one knows what the future holds. He just lost a bitter game. This guy was disappointed to the max. He doesn't really feel like talking introspectively about his future. I think he stays in Green Bay for one more year. But, Chad, even if he doesn't, real quick, let's hypothetically say that the Broncos got A-Rod. They're competitive for, what, two years? He's not going to be like Brady playing to 45. What do you do after that? Do you guys want to be a winning team for two years, like with Peyton Manning, and then go back to being – you know, a a basement dwelling team to be irrelevant again? Or do you want a young quarterback that you win around, that you develop around, that you build up and can win for 5, 10, 15 years? That's what I want, Chad. To me, though, and I agree with you, but to me it's a different – and you guys have heard me say this. In fact, I think I said it last night. Aaron Rodgers, to me, has always been slightly overrated, all right, just a little bit. But to me it's a completely different conversation, the notion of giving up some some real capital – to trade for a quarterback when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers versus Matthew Stafford. Like Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. He's a perennial All-Pro and Pro Bowler. He's a he's been an MVP and he's won playoff games. It's a different story, but I still agree with you. By the way, Albert, we feel you on that, my friend, and thank you for for being with us tonight. I wasn't talking about all fans though. I said a portion of the fan base. 
And I, I agree. Albert, if you haven't seen it, there are a lot of fans. Uh, I don't, I don't want to paint with too many, too broad a strokes here, but there's a shocking number of Broncos fans that are outright have outright gone from being all about Drew to like literally hating his guts, dude. It's, it's mystifying. Josh Trahill, also one of our Facebook supporters, as is Albert. Love you, buddy. He says, I'm a Drew Locke believer here. We just need a good number two quarterback, a good veteran to push Locke to the next level. Agreed. That's that's my number one goal this offseason. As flashy and sexy as a Stafford trade might be, give me a veteran like Dalton for $10 million bucks over two years. Let Drew Locke get a full season with no injuries and no pandemic and go to work. That's my preference for sure. I agree with you. Dale Rude jumping in. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. He says, I'm curious to see how the Locke haters will react if he does show the progress next season. They say his ceiling is too low. Carolina Houston is too low. They picked those games apart too. Hashtag luck. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Those 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 fans out there, I think it's it's one of those things where you know if that if it comes to that and and Drew ends up turning a corner and, and proving people wrong about him, that I think those fans are by that point they're, they're they'll be happy to jump right back on the on the bandwagon. And I don't say that to be insulting. I think what's in part fueling the vitriol in that minority of Broncos fans right now for Locke is just the overall apathy, Zach, and 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 dissatisfaction and anger over the last five years. I remember after that Carolina game, everyone and their mother was looking to dis- discredit Locke over his performance, and he was he was phenomenal in the second half of the game especially, but they were talking about the Carolina defense being so bad, and I remember pulling up stats and talking about in the podcast – that Carolina defense actually did did better work against better quarterbacks, and yet uh, Drew Locke gets no credit for that. And, and the disgusting thing is, Chad, it's almost like Broncos fans, and I use that term loosely, would rather hope the Broncos and Locke would lose just so they can say they're right and they can dump on Locke for being a quote-unquote bad quarterback. And even when he does win, uh, New England, Miami, the Carolina game, the finale, I, I mean uh, – he, not the finale, but he gets no credit for what he does. That finale, it was still the best performance of Locke in a Broncos uniform. And yet, oh, well, it wasn't this, it wasn't that, he wasn't this. It's just amazing the level, like you said, the vitriol and the uh, the derangement really goes for number three. Peter, we got a, a new name on Super Chat. But as we learn here, Peter has been watching the pod and, and being in the community for a few months now. Appreciate you, Peter. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter so that we can shout you out after the show. But he says... Been watching you guys for months now. First time sending a super chat. Mile high salute, dog. Thank you guys for keeping things real and always interesting during such a tough season. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. And I just want to point this out real quick. This is what I was talking about, guys. Same season last year, what Locke did against Carolina, that same defense shut out the Lions and everyone's favorite golden boy right now, Matt Stafford. Uh, oh, sorry, John. We're sharing a brain. That was me. Oh, that was that. All right. Blue Rock, Chris, jumping in again. Thank you, bro. He says, why not Dak? Zach, since you, one of your jobs covering the NFL is on Dallas, drop some knowledge. I hate to admit it, but I actually have a Dak shirt I'm going to wear on the podcast. One time for one, just so I can I can prove my fandom for the quarterback. The man, to me, is phenomenal. Love watching him play. I think he's going to come back and win comeback player of the year. That ankle injury and the surgery – I won't impede him too much. He's a franchise guy to me, but I, I'll say this again. I don't think he's getting out of Dallas, Chad. I don't think they're going to let him get away. 
And I don't think the Broncos would pony up 40 million bucks a year for him, even if he did. So I don't think it's too realistic. All right. We have crossed the one hour mark. We got a few supers left to grab and then we got to get out of here. So we'll rapid fire these bad boys and show the love that our superstars so deserve. Tony, our friend, I call him Tony D.A. Dub. All right. In Los Angeles, discount audio and Will's got to give a shout out to his his uh, his company, his business down there. Tony says, our defense is too nice. We need a few dogs, one on the D-line, a linebacker, and a safety corner, some guys that would not take no smack, then punch you back. Since we cut T.J. Ward and traded Aqib Tlaib, our defense is way too nice. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the closest thing you have, Zach, approximating a, a, a true dog that he's talking about, like think of some of the dogs that were on this defense in 2015. Closest thing is probably Kareem, right? Where he walks that line of sometimes, you know, laying that. I mean, think about that hit on on uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the Houston game previous year. But I guess it's true. I'm trying to think like who is that terrifying, scary dog on the defense? I think Justin Simmons. AJ because he dances like a dinosaur, like like Luke pointed out, kind of turned yeah. me against AJ a little bit. It's true. Who has had the quote, Chad, recently about not having enough? What was it? Dog? Was it Tlaib or Chris Harris or Emmanuel Sanders? A couple of seasons ago, they mentioned not having enough dogs in Denver. It, it was. It was. Ooh, it was either Harris or Tlaib. Now I'm not sure. I almost said yeah. Harris, but mm. it reminded me of that. They still, they still have that same. We're getting that same question even two years later. So that's that's also a, a fair indictment of the Broncos' locker room. All right, John, I'm grabbing Muhammad here. And then a, a question from Mark Anthony, one of our superstars and uh, Facebook supporters. Appreciate you. MHH Mel Miley says, shout out to the beast, Bona Beast. And yes, indeed. John is, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a godsend for us. Trust on that. And what's cool about John, John came out of the community just like you guys. You know, he's, he's a guy that the uh, football gods, you know, call it serendipity, whatever, brought us together and, and, and it worked out. So John does a lot for us from not only managing these podcasts while we're live and, and, and helping with the community and getting the comments on and the supers and all that, but editing the podcast, social media promotion. He does a lot video stuff. I mean, he does a lot more than people realize on the back end. So we love and appreciate John just as much. Mark Anthony, appreciate you, Mark. He says, can you explain the lame duck argument for Shermer? A spread offense is where the league is going and why he was seen as a good fit for Locke. He underperformed and went back to the uh, single back West Coast. <clears throat> so, funny thing about Shermer is I don't mean to to be too um, uh, argumentative with you, Mark, but Shermer ran the spread. He ran the spread last year. All right, that's his thing. It was single back out of the gun most of the snaps, three wide, one tight end, right, eleven personnel. It just didn't pan out, dude. It just uh, and it wasn't so much like. What are your formations? It's not so much about even what's your personnel. Zach, his problem was as a tactician in the moment, calling plays, knowing how to exploit what the defense is doing, <clears throat> and then also scheming around the talent that you have. That's what really disappointed me most about Shermer. Yeah, his problem was he was terrible as a coordinator last year. And where were the jet sweeps? <laughs> where were the reverses? Where were the RPOs? Where was anything you see from any other creative mind in 2020-2021 NFL? The Broncos weren't there. They were stuck back in 2010. That's the problem with Pat Shermer. Dave from Georgia, again, thank you, bro. He says, hypothetically speaking, would you trade the number nine overall pick for Chicago Bears linebacker Roquan Smith? Hashtag Broncos country. 
That's a good, good question because I want to say he was drafted right around there, like eight or nine in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. But I might do it. I might do it. I don't think it'll happen, but I might do that. I'm not doing that. I, if, if Parsons is there, I'm taking Parsons. He, I think he's going to be a better pro than uh, Roquan Smith is. And I just – he's had some injury concerns. I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather gamble on the unknown than the known with that kind of pick. And they don't need a linebacker that bad where you're pigeonholing yourself into taking one. could be a corner there, Chad. It could be Caleb Farley. It could be Sertan. Uh, so I would not do that trade, no. Jason Christopher, appreciate the super chat support, my friend. And he says, this one's for Beast, for the Buona Beast, getting some love tonight. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you, Doc. Uh, Anthony Edwards, appreciate you again. He says, born and raised in Arizona. I love Jake Plummer at Arizona State and Denver. Yeah, and Jake Plummer, you know, he's he's from the Rockies. He's born and raised in, in uh, Boise, Idaho. Then he goes down to Arizona State, and then he ends up in Denver. And Broncos traded him to Tampa Bay, but that's when he said, I'm out, retired. Sorry, I'm not going to go play for, for John Gruden in circa 07. I'm out, so... That was about the time that Gruden trained Kareem completely off the tracks and, and Plummer was was able to see that, yeah, it'd probably be better to uh, fade into the, into the background. Dan Hall, yeah, thank you, man. Anniversary of Super Bowl Thirty Two, the Broncos triumph over the heavily favored, heavily favored. What was that, John? Was it a 10-point spread, I want to say? On the Packers, I want to say it was it was more than a touchdown. I'll tell you that. It was a shock, not just because the Broncos had lost every all four Super Bowls they'd been to prior, but the Packers were the juggernaut, man. They were the Kansas City Chiefs. Like Brett Favre was the reigning MVP, that, that reigning uh, world champs also, and that was a huge upset. So thank you for reminding us today is the anniversary of that sweet, sweet. This one's for John Wynn. Uh, Naj, good to see you, bro. Appreciate that super. He says, hey, brothers, not overly excited about the Stafford rumors, not overly optimistic on Locke either, mostly because of the coaching he has received. I understand that. But all these rumors should fuel him and make him better. I agree. And it was funny because he was asked in his last presser, you know, the day he's cleaning out his locker that day, hey, uh, what do you make of some of the rumors and this and that? And he goes, well, I guess I got to hear them first because nothing had really happened up to that point that he – you know, but by this point, I mean, he'd have to be specifically just staying off social, staying off the internet. And maybe he has, but there's a, there's a lot of rumors right now and it's got to make him wonder where he stands with the team. And maybe who knows? We don't know, Zach, maybe George Payton's called him and said, ignore the rumors. You're my guy. I doubt it, but you got to wonder. Yeah, I haven't really considered that, that last year Locke really faced no speculation about his status as the starter for that season. And now it's Stafford, Watson, Rodgers, every quarterback under the sun, Trubisky. That's a whole different animal for someone like Drew Locke. But as we've mentioned, he's the type of gamer and the type of competitor where these rumors would fuel him, not dissuade him. It wouldn't get him down like a Pax Lynch. It would make him a better quarterback. And I think he would use it as motivation. So if they want to, if that's the goal here, Chad, is to be involved in every deal for quarterbacks with the hope of building up Drew Locke, I can support that. But it's a fine line. You have to walk and not wanting to hurt his confidence either. Yep. Yep. You reach, uh, if you're not careful, you can reach that point of diminishing returns. And let's not forget the whole thing that soured Jay Cutler and Josh McDaniels was Jay Cutler heard a rumor that eventually proved to be true that Jay Cutler, or uh, excuse me, that Josh McDaniels was calling teams and he was involved. He, he had, he had put together some kind of a 
three-way trade, if I remember. And it eventually got out into the media. And all it took was the rumor of that to piss off Cutler. And, you know, it soured completely, ended up traded. All right, last two. From Clifton here, Zach, I want you to answer this. And then we got one from Dennis, and then we got to go. Clifton on uh, YouTube, thanks for, for the question. Thanks for listening. Why is Andy Dalton an option? LOL. I never uh, looked, liked, saw. I never saw, excuse me, Dalton lift the Bengals to glory. We're not saying bring in Andy Dalton to be the guy, dude. Clifton, we're talking about the guy who, did you see what he did uh, this year as Dak Prescott's failsafe? I mean, the the Cowboys had so many holes that, you know, he was, he was, it was over before it even started, but Toward the end of the season, when he got his legs underneath him, I mean, Zach, I can pull up the numbers, even though we're late, we prob- so we probably shouldn't. But, I mean, he's scoring 35, 41 points. Yeah. With a terrible team, a crappy offensive line. Yeah. I mean, this is a dude that is – we're talking about him as a fail-safe and a fail-safe only, but you need that guy. Yeah, and you know what? I've done more research on Andy Dalton the last year than I ever want to do again, but he's had more than 34,000 career passing yards. He's had over 70 career wins, three Pro Bowl trips in 10 seasons in Cincinnati. In week 16 of this past season, he threw for 377 and three touchdowns. That is not just a hold the fort, you know, pray, get, get by with Brett Rippon kind of guy. That's a guy when he's on, he can lead you to a win. And that's a guy you pair him with the weapons they have in Denver and the defense they have in Denver and the running game they have in Denver. That could be a 9-10 win team. I'm not saying he's a long-term option. You can do a lot worse, though, than Andy Dalton as your Band-Aid backup, fail-safe, whatever, emergency option. I mean, look at this, all right? Week 14... 30 points. Week 15 against the Niners, 41 points. All right. Week 16 against the Eagles, 37 points. Now, don't keep these juggernauts. <laughs> these, these, are, these aren't juggernauts, all right? But these are NFL competition, and you, this is what you do. If you're going against subpar competition, if you're bona fide, if, you, if you're competent, this is what you do. 37 against the Eagles. Giants, ugly, right? 19 yeah. to, to 23 loss. But Nevertheless, that's what we're talking about. Someone that is just better than Jeff Driscoll or, or, or Brett Rippon. All right. Uh, sorry, John. Throw him back up. My bad. Dennis Woods. Good to see you, my brother. And what, and what a great superstar to end this podcast on. Appreciate you, Dennis. He says, I haven't been in for a while, but I've been watching. Just showing some, uh, some support. Enjoy you guys. Appreciate you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Hey, man. We miss you when you're not here, but we're, we're glad to hear you're still listening, even if you can't be in the chat. And we, of course... Really, really appreciate your support. Yeah, we'll always be here whenever you want to come, Dennis. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, Luke brought up as he was kind of signing off, you know, Mile High Huddle. We are the only outlet that does a true daily podcast. Now, there are outlets out there that claim they're daily. Uh, <clears throat> Locked On Network. And I'm not just talking to Broncos. Other, The whole lockdown thing. None of them do seven days a week. We do seven days a week. Some of our competition out there bless their hearts, and we respect them, and, and we got love for them. No one does seven pods a week. We keep coming back. We keep doing this because of you. All right. So thank you so much for being here for us tonight, uh, my friends. And also every day. I mean, you're here for us every single day. And Zach and I and John and all the dudes, we we just appreciate you guys so much. But we got to get out of here. So let's, you know, we can keep the conversation going. It doesn't end tonight. Zach and I are off tomorrow. But we'll be creating content, writing articles, tweeting, and that's where you can catch us and keep this conversation going, starting by following the podcast account at Huddle Up Pod. Also, the main account at Mile High Huddle. Uh, my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen. And our producer, 
You know him as Bonabeast, but on Twitter, it's at John K. M-H-H. Also, gentle reminder to check out the old merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on, all right? Pick up a hat, pick up a T-shirt, become a supporter so that you can get in on Kelberman's Corner, episode four, on Sunday. It's happening with or without you. We prefer it to happen with you, all right? Just go to the page, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle, big blue button, become a supporter. You're in like Flynn. And then one last thing I want to do here, Zach, quick shout out before we dip on out, is we just started late last week an official Huddle Up podcast Facebook page, all right? And we need every single one of you, even if you're not big on Facebook, but you have an account, we need you to go to the to the page and like it, follow the page. We're trying to build this page up as quickly as possible because this is another part of our plan in 2021 to unveil some additional content and some new programming for you. So go over to Facebook dot com slash mile high huddle pod and i'll put the link right now once again in the chat stream here so make it easy on you guys you can navigate right over but uh cruise over give that page a like we really appreciate it we're going to uh probably somewhere middle of february we're going to do a giveaway so a couple raffles for people who are followers of that page we're going to throw out some some swag randomly select a name or two throw you a hat, throw you a hoodie, throw you a personalized card from Zach and myself. We're going to do some fun stuff for those of you who are following that page. So head on over there, take care of that business. And other than that, I'm I'm done. Zach, great night, great show. Appreciate you, bro. Have a great start to your week, and, and uh, we'll circle back Wednesday. Yes, sir. And we'll try to get Luke back on for an update on the Senior Bowl. But it is Senior Bowl week, and the Broncos, in some capacity, are out there scouting the prospects. Uh, be sure to uh, tune into the content. Check out the content. Chad wrote about Stafford. I wrote about Ronaldo Hill. Check it out on the website, milehighhuddle.com. We will see you Wednesday night. Take care. And as always, Mile High salute. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 